0: Welcome to another episode of the Binge Alert podcast, a show where I talk about things I love, things I hate and everything in between when binging on anime books, movies and TV shows. If you're not familiar with the format, the show will be split into five categories which are Binge's Opinion, Is the Book Better, Movie vs TV, Originals vs Remake and Roast the Characters. For today's episode, the category is Binge's Opinion where I'll be talking about the 2020 Netflix original Bridgerton Season 1. I don't even need to wait until the end of the episode to give my rating. When it came out, I watched the entire season without breaks eight hours of content twice clearly it's a focus and appreciate. So as season three is upon us I decided to relive the madness that was season one. For those who don't know what I'm talking about which is unlikely Bridgerton is a historical romance tv series based on Julia Quinn's Bridgerton novel series with each book focusing on one of the eight close-knit siblings of the powerful Bridgerton family attempting to find love. The first book is called The Duke and I which season one is based on focuses on Daphne who is the fourth child and the eldest daughter. For this episode, I'm going to focus on Daphne's journey and the trashy, classless and sometimes downright confusing behaviour of the main men in her life who almost made her a spinster. One of them being the main focus of season two, Anthony, the firstborn of Bridgerton family and his close friend, Simon, Duke of Hastings. But before I continue, I'd like to give a quick spoiler alert. I will be talking about a lot of the plot points. So please don't be upset if you haven't watched it and I give too much away, but you have been warned. (laughs) On a real note though, defo watch it beforehand. It is good. At the start of the series, we're introduced to the Bridgertons by the narrator, who is an anonymous newsletter columnist known as Lady Whistledown. Daphne is being introduced into society with her first season, where the social elite hosts balls and parties for young women to be courted and hopefully become engaged. When all the young women get introduced to the queen, the queen favors Daphne as the one to watch this season. So now, all eyes are on Daphne. And then this is where Anthony's actions go all the way left. Every other scene. Mad movement number one. We go to the first ball of the season and Anthony is acting as chaperone for Daphne as he is the acting head of house, the father's dead, and he's just being a complete waste man the whole time he starts off by saying how happy he is that Daphne has the favorite of the queen but then as soon as they get to the ball he is sabotaging any kind of interaction Daphne has with every guy and at first I thought he was just trying to look out for her you know trying to show that he's got her best interest at heart until a good guy comes but then the way he was moving was like no you're not good you're not good you're not good I was like bro who are you actually gonna accept like is she getting married this season or not because if she's not let her know because why is she? frolicking out here in these streets yeah and you're just turning down every guy that comes her way like straight up it was like he was in love with her because the way he was moving it was like no one can have her if i can't have her no one can that's the kind of movement he was making and it turned out like i don't know like the way they made it seem like oh no he's just trying to act like a big brother and i'm like big brother okay cool but you know as a big brother you should know that she needs to be marrying someone like she's a woman in a society where the women are to be married at like 16. 17 like what are you doing and because of your actions Daphne has to try and get away from you but then gets harassed by this guy Nigel ugh you could just you could just tell he was that type of guy like if he sounds like a creep acts like a creep run away okay just run away and daphne did just that and in doing so she bumps into simon simon has just recently received his dukedom after his father passed but every young woman and their mother are looking to entice him into a marriage that he doesn't seem to be interested in so when daphne bumps into him he thinks that she's trying to get his attention when really she doesn't even know who he is and is trying to get away from nigel turns out simon's close friends with anthony who introduces daphne as his sister which simon didn't know then daphne's thoughts on simon changes even more because he knows how much of a whore her eldest brother is so she's like i can only imagine what you're like moving on to mad movement number two so now the day after the ball where suitors go to the houses where they want to show their interest of a young lady of the house and to the surprise of no one no one is coming for daphne and this is reported by lady whistledown who basically branded her as unwanted creepy nigel sees this and take this as an opportunity to present himself to daphne as a potential suitor Daphne then tries to have a conversation with Anthony, basically telling him to stop these shenanigans. He's ruining her future. Like a waste man, he's like, you're a Bridgerton. You don't have to worry, but she's still a woman. Like, it doesn't matter what her family name is. If she's moving stush, she's not getting a proposal. Mad movement number three. The setup is Daphne's mum and Lady Danbury, who's Simon's mentor, make a plan to get Daphne and Simon together, starting off by inviting Simon to dinner at the Bridgertons. Fast forward to Anthony confronting his mum about her plan, letting her know that her plan will fail and to let him do his job because Simon has no intentions on ever getting married. So she then proceeds to tell him about himself. Instead of taking his responsibilities seriously, turns out Anthony is too busy entertaining relations with an opera singer care for producing an heir as the head of the Bridgerton family. He's out here paying apartments for his hidden girl, screwing with Daphne's future as well as his other sisters and expecting his brothers to pick up his slack. However, because of this conversation with his mother, the guy decides to do a complete 180 and not for the better. He starts off by spending one last night with this hidden girl before breaking up with her and she's like, You said you'd protect me. You promised you'd always be there for me and have my back as I gave it up to you. What am I supposed to do now? And he goes, you shall leave. And then kicks her out the apartment he was paying for her. Ah! So on top of being a waste man, irresponsible for your family's duties, you are also a liar. To be honest, I don't know why this girl was surprised. The moment he said he would always take care of her, I knew it was a lie. And come to find out, he's not exactly known for his word. So I don't understand how or why he tried to convince you and managed to convince you that he was going to keep his word to you. When he can't even do the same for his family. Then, mad movement number four. This idiot arranges Daphne to be married to Nigel i'm telling you now if i had an older brother and he moved this mad i'll find a way to revoke his rights to try and marry me off because what kind of foolishness are you doing to put me in danger where i'm going to be a spinster for the rest of my life because you don't want to do your job get me my husband and get me the right husband at that instead you want to try and put me with some next man who is creepy man out and out said he was perving on daphne when she was five years old and he was a whole teenager what are you doing do you like her like do you like Daphne as a human being because clearly you don't love her as a sister like if you do then do your job if you don't want to do your job let her know so she can ask her other brothers to sort this out she has two other brothers okay then Daphne tells him no rightfully so and then runs off to secluded area where she bumps into Nigel and he tries to, he tries to force himself on her after she said he will never be her husband Simon so happens to be nearby and before he can even make a move to save her, Daphne throws a beautiful punch right in Nigel's face, knocking him out completely. And now, because of Anthony and his terrible decision-making skills, Simon and Daphne decide to join forces and pretend they are courting in order to keep the women away from Simon and to make the other suitors gain interest in Daphne. We are only at episode one. One. Mad movement number five. Daphne and Simon's plan is working, and Daphne is now getting callers to her home. Anthony brings Nigel to their home to find bear callers dropping off flowers for Daphne, and they're both furious as Anthony was actually being serious when he told Daphne that he had already arranged a marriage. So he's telling everyone to leave and tells Nigel that the arrangement is still a go. I'll sort this out. He goes to tell Mother Bridgerton that there's no need for the callers to be here because she's already engaged to be married. But Daphne's like, no one's asked me, and no one has given me an offer. For that i've actually accepted and anthony's like oh i gave you nigel don't be disrespectful disrespectful Di- nothing is more disrespectful than you to even think i would be happy to marry this nonsensical man you've brought into our home how dare he talk about disrespect? And did he not just kick out the woman he claimed he loved on the street? But you want to talk about disrespect? Mad movement number six, featuring Nigel the creep. We are at another ball. Anthony tells Simon to back off that she's engaged to Nigel and Simon's like, you need to check that mate. He doesn't deserve your sister. Then for some reason, Nigel decides to insert himself into their conversation, asking Anthony if he's handled the situation or is he too intimidated by Simon's dukedom and their friendship to do what's necessary. After that, Simon can take the disrespect and the disgust that he felt for nigel so he exposes him told anthony that daphne gave nigel the black eye he's currently sporting around after he tried to attack her anthony sounded sounding like an idiot is like oh no daphne would have told me really you would have listened to her if she told you after you so kindly listened to her wishes to not marry this dude and now you want to act like a big brother and annul the wedding and threaten to kill nigel and to think in the last episode anthony was talking about how he did a background check on nigel how he comes from a good family, good education, he doesn't hurt animals or women. Well I guess he failed to check if he was a rapist. And to add insult to injury, because Anthony is so pressed for Daphne to marry Nigel only to take that away from him, this idiot Nigel decides he has some kind of hold over Daphne and does a madness himself. Firstly, Nigel follows Simon home trying to convince him that he should tell Anthony that it was just a misunderstanding of what happened at the previous ball. Simon obviously ignores him. Then Nigel exposes his true intentions with Daphne, talking about why are you moving to Daphne? You are a Duke, you have a title, you have the money. I need her, so why can't you just let me have her? I wasn't thinking clearly. No, you were like, if I dishonor her, no one else will want her. I will have her to myself. You were thinking very clearly, don't lie. It's not like you were confused from the alcohol running through your veins or the drugs you were clearly taking to be moving this mad. And this guy is clearly slow for him not to know when to shut up. He keeps going on about why you haven't asked her for your hand if he's so fond of her, unless you've already had her... Can he just die? Like, can can we just kill him right now? Like, he's so unnecessary. Like, his services are no longer required. And Simon gave him a warning. He had an out. He could have quit while he was ahead. I don't know who told him his bones were dense because the way he wouldn't shut up. Nigel starts bringing up Simon's mother who died at childbirth and his father who emotionally abused him. And that's how he got the beatdown of his life. I was like, okay, yeah. I know Simon's not about to take this disrespect. I wish he would have killed him because <laughs> this guy did not deserve to live... Not only are you disrespecting my friend who you think is sleeping around, not only are you disrespecting me, but on top of that, you want to bring my mother into this. Not today. The second thing Nigel does is attend the picnic the next day, charging straight for the Bridgerton section, bruises and all, looking like he's lost his mind. He has. Turns out this little snake decides to go behind the Bridgerton's back and secure a special license for him and Daphne to be wed. Ah? Isn't the head of the house supposed to agree to the marriage before this license is approved? How? Was this allowed? This debacle leads to mad movement number seven. Nigel starts threatening the family, basically insinuating that Daphne was alone with him, that she was going to do something less than honorable with him, which could not only affect her reputation, but the whole family's. So what does Anthony do? He challenges Nigel to a gentleman's duel, which is where the men duel to the death with pistols whenever a dispute of honor needs to be resolved but it's illegal. So if he decides to go through with his stupid plan to try and rectify his mistake, he then ends up dead or on the run. Yes, because that is how you help your family. Getting yourself killed or exiled. So Daphne being the honorable woman that she is, she tells him she'll clean up his mess and marry Nigel. Fortunately, Mother Bridgerton comes to the rescue. She comes up with a plan after having a visit with the queen by finding out dirt on Nigel and his household. Turns out this little weasel got one of his family maids pregnant, sent her and her unborn baby away and just abandoned them. Lady Whistledown is informed and all of London know about it now. This is seen as dishonorable because he could have at least taken care of the baby. So he packs his bags and leaves, never to be seen or heard from, again problem solved at this point anthony pipes down into the background as daphne does her thing by entertaining suitors such as the prince he learned his lesson at least when the prince asks anthony for daphne's hand in front of simon anthony says prince has his blessing but it's up to daphne to accept but then things go all the way left again leading to the final mad movement on anthony's part before he passes his crown over to simon for the rest of the drama daphne has to go through simon with his behavior of confusion we'll get to that puts daphne in a position where anthony has to challenge him to a gentleman's duel daphne is trying to convince anthony not to duel and that she can live with the shame but not with the death of either of them man's not listening benedict bridgerton the second child and son is then told that anthony will duel and that benedict will have to be the head of the house when this is all over. So, for Anthony's last night as a free, respectable and alive man, he heads over to his old mistress's house after she done told him she wants nothing to do with him after he broke his promises to her and tells her that he's duelling at dawn and they can run away together and be free from society that tears them apart. Assuming he survives. And she falls for it. Needless to say, that is not the outcome of the duel. And then he once again breaks his promise to her. Are we surprised? Time has passed and Anthony decides to go back to talk to his ex love. This time, however, she's taken matters into her own hands and found herself a man who can actually take care of her. And this guy has the audacity to look upset that she's finally taking care of herself. My guy, you threw her out on the streets, basically told her she wasn't a lady, and that there would be no future together. What did you expect? Moving on to Simon. It's not Simon's current actions that almost brings about the downfall of Daphne. It's Simon's past that makes him act the way he does all the way to the end. Simon is slowly falling for Daphne. However, he's still preaching that he'll never marry and in episode two, we find out why. So while all the present things that I've just talked about on Anthony's part were happening, we also saw flashbacks of Simon's past. The first flashback was the night Simon was born. His father, being a prick, he's waiting outside with his group of friends while the woman is almost dying trying to push this baby out and then he's just like oh i need to know if this woman is giving me a son then we have lady whistledown who's trying to be supportive of the wife when the father bursts into the room not even asking if his wife is okay literally just asking if he has a son so the baby comes out it's simon obviously and instead of comforting his wife or being by her side he takes simon out of the room and lifts him up in front of his friends simba style his wife dies in a pool of her own blood and he's too busy celebrating that he has a son hmm then we have the second flashback four-year-old Simon is being chastised by his father for not being able to speak yet but I don't think it's the case that he's not able to speak I think it's more he's afraid of his father because his father tried to hit him to get him to speak and Simon managed to tell him to stop but with a heavy stutter and instead of encouraging him he insults Simon and he doesn't hold back and then he banishes him from his home I'm not surprised though like he didn't care that his wife died so what should we expect respect then we have the third flashback six year old simon is introduced to lady ambri who like everyone else thought simon had died and then she finds out that he was sent away because he has a speech impediment so she's like i'm gonna make you the baddest mofo to ever live but you have to promise me that you're gonna hold your head up high every time you walk into the room hence why he has the arrogance about him with his nonsensical self thinking that the whole world wants him i mean they do but that's besides the point then we have the fourth flashback 11 year old simon comes back to his father's house with lady danbury and before his father orders him to leave simon starts speaking clearly and confidently surprising his father but as he gets closer to inspect simon he starts stuttering again and the father's just like you are pathetic and you suck simon asks his father why he hasn't been replying to his letters and his father's like i don't want to be reminded that you suck and then we move on to the final flashback the moment we've been waiting for why simon doesn't want to get married and this is his mad movement number one simon's father is lying on his deathbed simon comes in as his father is praising him for what a fine man he's grown to be and how he'll do well to carry on the hastings legacy simon decides to make a vow to his father as he takes his last breath to never marry to never sire an heir and to never continue the hastings line first off i understand why he did it his father was so obsessed with continuing the hastings line that he damn near killed his wife and banished simon for being less than perfect in his eyes so i get it you want to hit him where it hurts okay cool however the guy is now dead he is actually dead like you can continue with your life like it was nothing you don't need to prove anything to anyone but no he wants to go to the extreme and put a knife in this guy's chest even as he lays six feet under that is one of the pettiest things I've ever heard he is no longer breathing in this life he is rotting six feet under and yet you are determined to not have children and to not have a wife because of him I would understand if he was still just sick somewhere and he was just lying in bed, crying about the fact that his son is not gonna continue the line. Okay, fair. You wanna hit him where it hurts considering he hurt you so much. And then he can then just feel it and then he will eventually die from heartache of knowing that he messed up with his relationship with his son so badly that he will never know a grandchild. But he no longer cares for the materials of life because he is no longer in life. Man said the Hastings line will die with me as his father is literally choking for air so now we have the backstory on why simon will never marry bear in mind he is falling in love with daphne who very much wants to get married and very much wants to have children lady danbury questions simon's intentions saying that he should let her go if he's just playing a game that he should allow her to have a chance with the prince so as a result simon becomes cold with daphne tells her he is leaving and that they no longer need to continue this rose as she has suitors cool going straight into his major mad movement of the series we have the night that basically turned everything to crap. We are at yet another ball. Simon has distanced himself from Daphne and is planning on leaving London, but not before he says goodbye to her. However, instead of saying goodbye, he starts questioning whether she'll be happy with the prince like he's about to do something about it. And she tells him the prince is kind and loving, he'll make a great father and he's adoring. Man asks if she thinks he's the best man for her. Are you high? You took yourself out of the race my friend not the other way around how dare you how dare you and daphne gets mad rightfully so and then leaves him but instead of heading back to the ball she heads to a maze after all that talking and then silence after she cussed him out simon decides in his infinite wisdom to follow her in the secluded area and then when he catches up with her he he kisses her. Anthony finds them and punches Simon in the face, rightfully so, then demands Simon to marry Daphne to protect Daphne's reputation. And Simon still says no. You selfish, you absolute, oh my, how dare dare you you compromise me with your selfish reasons and you won't even rectify your indiscretions by marrying me anthony goes you defile her innocence and yet you refuse to marry her i knew you were a whore but i didn't know you were a villain (laughs) that's rich coming from him oh my god but a gentleman's deal and simon accepts daphne is like i don't understand you'd rather die than marry me and then all he can say is I'm truly sorry. I'll shoot you myself at this point. Like, what am I supposed to do with your sorry? Does that help me? Does that clean up the mess that you created? Just shoot him mad movement number three anthony benedict simon and will simon's boxer friend ride off to meet for a duel and daphne follows them to convince simon to marry her to protect the bridget in honor at the duel anthony asks simon again to yield and marry daphne and he still refuses anthony points the gun at simon and simon points the gun to the sky refusing to shoot at anthony as anthony shoots daphne rides between them and falls off her horse she tells them that someone saw them so simon needs to marry her and he says he cannot she asks do you think of me so lowly that you would not marry me and he's like i regard you so highly you want to have children and i can't give you that so daphne takes this as he physically cannot produce children and she feels hurt by the thought of not having children but she tells him i will still marry you tell her tell her why you can't have children instead of being vague about it because right now she's accepted to marry you under full Pretenses. Mad movement number four. Now that Simon has agreed to marry Daphne and the Queen has accepted their fast track license request, Simon's out getting drunk and throwing himself a pity party. My guy, you brought this upon yourself with your stupid, irrational logic, thinking that being rude to her was necessary. If you had just let her down gently, if you had just informed her of your vow, if you had just done anything other than what you chose to do you would have been happy right now because you would have known that your future wife is literally obsessed with you clearly she imagined a guy who looks nothing like you to be you so you guys are really both out here thinking the other person doesn't like you and doesn't want to be in a relationship but you guys kissed like you guys risked ridicule and shame for a kiss clearly you guys like each other you will not risk shun and dishonor for i mean, well it's a bit debatable with simon and and i get why daphne might think that he doesn't want her like he chose death first let's not forget that she's still under the impression that he just didn't want to be in her presence simon and daphne are now married and leave for simon's home but stop at an inn for a night as the journey is too long for a day now at this point daphne is aware that something is supposed to happen on a wedding night which involves being in a room with simon however since simon has no voice and no brain cells for that matter he just assumes daphne doesn't want to be anywhere near him and then he books two rooms for them. Daphne takes this as okay cool he clearly doesn't want to be anywhere near me, clearly doesn't want this marriage, is this my life now? I feel for Daphne, I really do because like I said Simon's actions would confuse anyone on his feelings. He initially chose death over marrying her, he won't so much as look at her since they got engaged, acts like he doesn't even want to be in her presence and now they have separate rooms. Daphne finally speaks up and finally Simon opens his mouth and tells her that he he burns for her he was under the impression that his actions had forced daphne into this marriage which they did and she hates him and to the shock of no one daphne states she burns for him and so they have sex and this whole communication nonsense that happened between them i was so annoyed that like, you guys had no problems communicating two episodes ago and now you don't even know how to say hi to each other like or ask how you feel or make eye contact like guys were real comfortable talking about sex in public but you can't come together for two minutes to check if you guys actually like each other. What is this behavior? Mad movement number five, featuring Daphne. So they arrive at Simon's home, blissfully married and in their honeymoon phase all over the manor and outside and whatnot. She notices that something comes out of his penis as he pulls out. She's confused as to what it is. So she visits her maid at night and asks her to tell her how babies are made and to not leave out any details. The next day she concocts a plan to seduce him and make him come inside her. A girl, you want to know if he can produce a child with you, but there's a thing called a conversation. Talk. That's what made you have this misunderstanding in the first place. He said one line and you automatically assumed he couldn't physically have a child. He never said that. You should have asked him to elaborate, give you the facts, something, anything but this. Because if the roles were reversed, Then she finds out that he could give her a child but refuses saying that he didn't lie. He just didn't tell her all the facts. Then he goes to say he was willing to die on that field than to take away her dream but she insisted on the marriage. She told him he was enough. Now this is where I would agree with him if I didn't know the real reason why he doesn't want a child. It's not even for his feelings about children which can happen. There are people in the world who don't want to have children and that's fair. It's not for everyone but in his case man is literally holding the biggest, pettiest grudge ever. Your hatred for your dead father is that much stronger than your apparent love for Daphne. My guy. He finally tells her his vow and they are no longer speaking to each other, waiting to see if she falls pregnant or not. She's not pregnant. The story then focuses more on the Featheringtons, who I will do a separate episode on since there's so much that's going on with them as well, but wraps up Daphne and Simon's story with Daphne convincing Simon to have a child after finally understanding his upbringing that caused such hatred for his father. We then fast forward a year, Daphne is giving birth and they have a son. The end. Honestly, I feel like the first half of the series is the consequence of anthony's bad decision making i want to see how he redeems himself at the time of this recording i still haven't watched season two but judging by the trailer anthony's gotten himself into quite a sticky situation but let's hope this time he doesn't drag his family with him and then there's nigel like I, i don't even need to i don't need to say anything about that man like bye and simon let's be real like simon was able to manipulate daphne because of her mother like how are you letting your daughter go into a marriage completely blindsided the evening of the wedding mother bridgerton decides now is the time to be all shy and cryptic about what's expected of daphne on her wedding night if you feel so uncomfortable informing your daughter of the realities of life tell your head to do it prepare her but overall it was a great show like of all the ups and downs of all the ridiculousness and the behaviors that were just moving crazy i would watch it over and over again and i did like i watched it i think it was almost back to back i watched it the day it came out eight hours straight and then a week later i watched it again eight hours straight it was so good i have no bad things to say about the entertainment of it the content of it in general obviously things drove me crazy as you can tell but it was really a great ride that's all for today thanks for listening i hope you joined the show let me know what you think of bridgerton season one if you've watched it or let me know if you're going to watch it yourself also if you have any requests or suggestions on anything you'd like me to watch or read please be sure to hit me up you can find me on instagram or twitter at binge look pod or on my facebook page the binge look podcast i'm out and i'll catch you in a sec